my name is Desi and you are listening to Desi's Connect. Welcome to the 8th episode of Desi's Connect. Can you believe we've actually gotten this far? Two more episodes and then this season is done. Season 1 is done and season 10 is the season finale. But anyway, we're on episode 2 of the Black History Month series. And today, as you can see from the title, it's called Representation Matters. So, you can get a guess, you know. Today's episode is about representation. And I'm going to be talking about the representation of black people in the media and just in general and other underlying issues that are going on within the black community. And I decided, you know what, let me bring a guest on because I really enjoyed having Ella on um, episode six. So I was like, let's bring another guest on. So would you like to introduce yourself? Hello guys, uh, it's so lovely to be here. My name is Valerie and I would really love to thank Destiny and say, um, well, I'm actually so proud of you girl, like coming so far, you know, with the podcast and everything. I'm really proud of you. You know, you're doing an amazing job inspiring people out there and just give, you know, helping people by, you know, um, giving them knowledge. You know, it's really good. Yeah, good. Thank you. If you guys don't know, Valerie is one of my best friends. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, I got her to come on the radio show because I feel like with the topics that we talk about, I don't know about other people's friendship groups, but we have conversations about this consistently. And I just felt like, you know, bringing this conversation that we normally have on like on the bus ride to school or on the tram yeah. to school, bring it on, bringing it onto the podcast. And I think it'll be an interesting thing. Hopefully you find it interesting. So, like I said, this episode is about representation. And so, yeah, join me and Valerie while we work on connecting dots on why representation matters within the Black community. So, guys, I mentioned in the previous episode that each episode of Black History Month series, I'm going to be mentioning a role model who I think is achieving great things and who is inspiring people. And this week's episode's role model is Adedoni Olaiwale. And he's a British television presenter he was he's also been awarded the mbe title and he played he also is a wheelchair basketball player he played in the paralympics game in 2004 in athens in the men's wheelchair basketball sector and also he has a book out called ade ade pitin a paralympian story because he's also known as ade ade pitin he works as a presenter with channel 4 and the bbc so yeah, you learn something new every day. I think he's just really an inspirational person. And yeah, if you have time, you should definitely research and look into him. Valerie, do you have any role model you want to mention? Yes, I do, Destiny. I think it's worth mentioning. Um, so there's a future doctor um, called Malone Mukwende. And she's a student at St. George, London. Um, so she recently wrote a book uh, for medical students. Uh, so she created a handbook uh, to show how symptoms of disease appear on darker skin tones. Uh, after it was um, discovered that uh, it's us- it's very hard to diagnose conditions on um, darker skin tones. So like being people basically. And honestly, it's quite interesting. This has been a topic where over 186,000 people have signed petitions because um, as we know, we currently face the, well, we, the Bane um, people are currently facing problems within the medical system. So we are actually struggling in certain areas where it comes to being diagnosed with the right um, um, diseases and illnesses, you know? So it's really, it's really, um, Something we should be proud, you know, she should she should be really proud of herself, you know, as a black medical student to create something that could actually change millions of lives in the future. So, yeah, I'm I, I really, I, I think she's worth mentioning. Yeah, I think she definitely is, because honestly, we that handbook is very needed. We really need that, especially with the pandemic that we're going through. And yeah, she's achieving great things. <laughs> And this is why I'm basically talking about this topic and why we're talking about this topic is because you don't hear about people like this when they talk about Black History Month or when they talk about people who black people who are achieving great things in general. You hear about the typical people who do do amazing things, but you don't hear about the people who are scientists, who are doctors, 
who are um, people who are who do good in literature. So that's why this sector is put in this series because I think it's very important. So let's go on to the question of the week. You guys are the drill. So I asked on the Instagram story of Justice Connect. Um, I said the question was, "Does representation matter?" So, Valerie, what do you think was the result? Do you, do you have, like, an estimated guess? Well, I would. I hope that people said yes, you know. Uh, let's say um, 74%. Is that, is that close? It is actually pretty close. So, the results were 83% of people said yes, and 17% of people said no. Yeah. To be honest... In an ideal word, world, I was thinking everybody was just, just going to say yes and it's going to be 100% of people saying yes. But, you know, certain people don't think representation matters as much. Maybe I will ask them to explain further, but, you know, yeah. So, Valerie, do you think representation matters? Well, listen, I would think yes, it does matter, especially, well, to a large extent in our society, it does matter when it comes to um, um, the way we are looked at or looked, um, uh, uh, well, the way we're looked at in society, especially like in our families, between our friends, in works and places of work. And I think it's also down to like what we classify because every, I think everybody has a different um, definition of um, representation. Like I would, I, I personally, it's. I think it's about how you, how you're seen in society. You know, um, at the end of the day, most people we look up to are people who represent themselves in a certain way, and so we feel that's how we would like our lives to like work out. You know, be seen. Um, well, I don't think there's. You know, I don't think. Well, you, you could argue it. We could argue representation. Like there is different arguments about presentation, anyways. But I think I see. I kind of see why people would say it doesn't matter as much, especially like between youths nowadays when we are very, um, very, uh, we're very um, liberal in our society. So you know, I I would I would see why people would say no. I think you know representation does matter. And it's a thing where it's like, one thing that really made me choose to talk about this topic was when I mentioned in the previous episode, the BBC News Round study said one in five black children believe their skin color could damage their job prospects. That's the whole reason with representation. Because when we look in school and we look at all the role models that we learn about in science, in maths, in all these subjects, you don't really hear many of them are black, do we? Yeah. That's true. And that's the whole reason why I say representation really does matter. Because children have the right to grow up to believe that they can achieve anything. They can be a doctor. They can be a barrister. They can be whatsoever that they want to be. It's also with the beauty standards that we see, where we see our parents, if you grow up in an area that's predominantly white, children often struggle with their identity. And so we look to TV and we don't understand how much of an impact TV has on children and what we view is right and wrong and what we view and what we label and what we stereotype as. So I think to a certain degree, representation does matter. And what one of the common factors that I saw, because I looked in detail with the results and the people who voted yes and the people who voted no. Majority of the people who voted yes were people who were ethnic. And the majority of the people who voted no were people who were white. So I think it's a certain thing where certain people maybe were a bit ignorant to a certain extent. As in, you know, when you grow up being white, a certain privilege you have is you look around you and you see role models who are white, who have achieved so many things, who are trailblazers. But then you look at black people or people from ethnic minorities and where are the role models? So it's, I absolutely agree with you, Destiny. It's like when you think about it, especially at um, youths of nowadays, 
like I said, I, I'm going to touch back on when I said, like, we live in, like, very liberal society. Like, yes, it's true. We can do whatever we want to do. And there's so many, like, we can choose who we want to be our role models. But when it's a thing where we don't have much options, it's now a problem in our society. I can't just go out there now and say, oh, I look up to this person because I have a standard. And... Everyone has a standard, of course, but it's the thing where when you see that people of your ethnicity are not as represented in society, it becomes such a problem. Like I've noticed and I've made my research and I've seen that not many like youth, children, even adults, even parents are not very cultural because they fear to be they fear to embrace their culture because they feel that they, they fear they will be judged, you know? Like I know later on we'll be talking about um, colorism and and you know more cultural stuff, but is is the thing where sometimes you look at these things and like I said, the standard is so high that sometimes we can't just say this person is my role. You know, at the end at the end of, at the end of the day, this person is a stranger to us, but the fact that we are willing to admire this person for what they are. You know, it's kind of hard now. It's kind of hard to find that role model today because it's just how, how as it, because you always got to think to yourself, how has this person helped you embrace yourself? You know, embrace your insecurities or um, your culture or your beliefs. You know, how has this person helped you broaden your understanding of certain things, especially um, ethnic things, um, your culture and especially other cultures, you know, trying to unite cultures, trying to unite people, making people understand your mistakes, you know, in, I, I don't know, racism or, you know, discrimination, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. And I also think when it comes to when we see these role models, people often, you know, for example, I'm going to use Stormzy. So, you know, when Stormzy came out and he was giving out those scholarships to students to go to Cambridge yeah. right and how people were really gunning for him in the media and how they portrayed him he simply wanted to do a simple thing as he saw the statistics of how many black children end up going to a top university and he wanted to do something to help people he brought up the scholarships and what we saw people call him oh he's anti-white how can you be anti-white when you're pro-black so it's a thing where it's like when you come and you see these role models and how the media portray them. And that's something we're going to continue to talk about later on in the podcast episode. But to basically moral it all up, this is the main reason why we're doing this podcast episode, why we're talking about this. And I hope to educate whoever who is listening to this and you realize maybe if you're a person who didn't think representation mattered as much to realize how much it does matter and how important representation is and how children need representation in their life as they're growing up, you know? Because the earliest representation I can remember was around when I was, you know, nine of a doctor and her name was Doc McStuffin on TV. Do you remember Doc McStuffin? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. And as a, it was actually... I can still remember when she first came out and I just thought, oh my gosh, it's a black doctor. Like it's not something. And the fact that I was even shocked at that, doesn't that say a lot it? About does it? say a lot. It should say It a should lot. be normalized as yeah. if we shouldn't feel like, oh, we shouldn't crave to see on TV, you know, a dark skinned woman or even just people of ethnic, ethnicity of ethnic people being big characters in TV shows to children to grow up. I see the TV and honestly, that made me so happy seeing Duck McStuffin being a black girl wanting to be a doctor. You know what I mean? She And she didn't just have yeah. straight hair. She had like, you know, cartoon obviously, but she had the characteristics of, an, of natural black hair. And yeah, it's important. So we like representation. One big topic that I wanted to talk about is the stereotypes of black males and black females in the media and how they're portrayed. I see a lot, and I see many people see a lot too, how black males are portrayed in the media and how white males are portrayed in the media. And even just how black females are portrayed in the media. There's really a difference. Black males are portrayed negatively while white males are portrayed 
in a positive light. Even when like cases, you know, if it's a black man, oh wow, he did this, he did that. But if it's a white male, they talk about oh the mental issues, oh the da da da. But why isn't that the same way for black people or for the black male? All we're asking for is legit to be treated the same way, to have the same respect. And with the media, I think it's really unacceptable. What do you think, Valerie? Now, you made, you touched on a good point there. The earth stereotyped the most, you know? So I had to do a little research whilst you were talking, and it's been proven that Black females are stereotyped the most. In the sense that the first stereotype, well, the top stereotype was being angry. Oh, wow. Don't In the sense that don't Black think. females do not smile. So here it says, black women are often stereotyped as being angry. And sometimes many of us do walk around with scrolls on our faces. And this, for some people, confirms their suspicions and about us being angry and bitter. Now, the second stereotype is being argumentative. So we, are, um, we have to be less um, defensive. I think that this is kind of um, insulting. In the sense that um, it just shows how black females are disrespected in society. You know, the fact that we are seen as argumentative just because we're trying to prove us um, a point, you know, our, our point, and we're trying to defend ourselves. We're not trying to be defensive. We're trying to defend ourselves. You know, I, I think it's very unnecessary, very unnecessary, very disrespectful, really. What would you say, Destiny? Yeah, I think. When you mentioned that angry black woman, I was like, wow, Valor really, you really hit the spot, okay? With ang- the angry black woman, black women are, it's like a familiar, familiar, oh, whoa, I can't speak. It's a family, wow. It's a normal character that we see in society because we see it in television and we see it in media all the time. Black women are portrayed as like aggressive, you know? And also I often get this a lot. Well, as a child in school, you guys know, I don't think you guys actually know, well, I did debate me, which is like a debate club yeah. and a debating. And one of the typical remarks I'd always get, people would say to me, you look so angry. Oh my goodness, I was scared of you. People mistake, and why people label women as aggressive or angry, is they mistake the women being actually educated passionate and assertive when a white female you know is assertive oh wow she's an assertive powerful woman when even the typical you know boss a white male who's a boss who knows sometimes is a bit rude he's very intimidating you don't see him as angry you don't see oh my gosh people crying or people complaining about it to the boss is saying oh wow he's this he's that but when it comes to the black female how oh she's aggressive or she's that that or how she's portrayed one example is I remember being in school and this girl, there was these two white girls. They had touched this girl's hair and she told, she told them, please stop touching my hair. Don't touch my hair. They proceeded to touch her hair without her permission. And when the whole situation escalated and she was angry and she was talking to the teacher, the teacher was like, I really don't understand why you're so angry. They were admiring your hair. And it's things like that also representation where in that incident, when I was there, and it all became a big sector, we were like, to the teacher, you really don't seem educated on this topic and you really don't understand. And her response was, please don't tell me what I'm educated on and what I'm not. But we can tell your reaction how you're not educated on. And it's like, for simple things, oh, you have to, even in, you know, in work areas or even in school, you have to be careful of what you do or conscious of what you do because you feel like people are going to label label you as the black angry black person even with me sometimes i'm like okay i can't do this i can't do that because people are going to call me angry when really i'm not angry i'm doing the exact same thing this white girl is doing but for me because you see how i am and my facial structure instead of you to ask me questions you assume straight away oh no she's angry but listen to what i'm saying and really, it's passion. I'm being assertive. When I say don't touch my hair, don't touch my hair. Because in real reality, we're all in class, okay? Let's say there's three black girls and there's 
up to 15 white girls. Yes, we see, okay, my hair is different. Your hair is different to me. But I don't go around touching each and every single one of your hair, do I? So it's a thing of respect and understanding. And it's simple microaggressions like that, that I would say with the angry black woman stereotype, where people really have a misunderstanding. Yes, they do. And honestly, let's be real. If, if you wouldn't do things to yourself or other people, why would you want people to do it to you? You know, you don't see me going around touching people's hair. It's not normal. So why do you feel like it's normal to do that to a black student or black female or male black or male um, black person? You know, like it. it's I feel like such weird like what the reason why i use the word the word weird i shall probably use bizarre is because it's strange you don't you wouldn't it's not something you would do you would not see me walk to a white person and touch your hair for no random reason yes you can admire my hair but when is the thing where somebody has told you to stop now you've been told in the polite way to stop and you refuse to stop then you're at fault because it becomes disrespectful at this point. You're not respecting the person's. Uh, uh, um, you're not respecting the person's um, words. I mean, personal space exactly. or personal. And yeah. with COVID, if you if 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 you don't like other people to do it to you, why would you go and do it to like other people? You know, going on what you said with the, mm-hmm. you wouldn't don't treat people how you don't want to be treated. It's the one golden rule: treat treat people how yeah. you want to be treated. And I also want to touch up on like the workplace. So for example, with that girl that I saw in school, the white girl started crying and they were like basically blaming the black girl. And it's a thing where it's like, in instances like that, why I say representation is maybe if there was a teacher or there was someone there educating people on these situations and understanding how it goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because to somebody else, it may not seem as like a big deal, but within the black community, that is a, a big matter with the microaggressions that we feel, you know, yeah. when people are doing things wrong and they don't realize the importance or the effects that it may have. But once someone starts crying, oh, wow, she's the angry black woman. And also just to touch up with the point with black males, too, because I said it earlier on, like I mentioned with that Stormzy thing, you know, a lot of people in general they look at black males, a group of them, even in the store, and they're like, oh, they're stealing something, or, oh, that looks really suspicious. True. But when when do we normal? That shouldn't be a normal thing. Black, you shouldn't just look at black boys and think, oh, he's a gangster, or he's a thug, or, oh, no, he's a hoodlum. No. And that's the same thing with why, when I mentioned that statistics earlier on with the BBC Brown study. Okay, so... I'm glad you. I'm glad you spoke on that because here is also says that the another top reason why women and black women are stereotyped is because they're seen as uneducated and unprofessional, as well as um superficial and ghetto. Ghetto, the word ghetto. One reason I want to first start with that word. One reason why I really dislike that word and it being used on people is because it's so dehumanizing in the sense that it's so i don't know i don't know how you would describe it like it just perpetrates perception you know like you know the way and i mean the media doesn't even help nowadays like with how black women are viewed in society so imagine such words being just used to describe human beings you know they're seen as unprofessional because of um their talks you know the way we talk to people the way we engage in conversations you know the way we are passionate like you were saying before and honestly it just shows how unmindful people are you know in our society it's just sad because just because you can't fit into an environment doesn't mean other people shouldn't you know so it's just it's sad it's really a sad topic and i'm i'm really as at my age the fact I'm even having to speak on this, you know, it's 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 just disappointing. But also, I'm kind of happy and proud because I'm able to stand up for other women my age. Uh, I'm able to stand for uh, stand up for my sisters, you know, my relatives, and all the beautiful black women out there, you know, that problems like this, problems that we shouldn't even have to face, you know, because they're they're just 
to just it, I I personally think that they're useless. You know, they shouldn't be there because we are all equal in society. We should well, I hope we should be equal in society, but clearly we are not. You know, it's just it's disappointing. And it just shows how ignorant yeah. people are. It's just ignorant. So I was listening to a TED talk actually. Well, this TED talk was from time ago, but one of the quotes that really stuck with me and the person who said it was megan ming francis i actually love her she's amazing so if you have time go check up on her and go watch her ted talk but one of the quotes that she said was we must pay close attention to the way black people are treated and i think that's the honest truth even in general when they i think with i mentioned this before the whole curriculum could change and as i said the black curriculum the enterprise the whole campaign they, one thing that they do is they go in and they help and they educate people. And also they talk to teachers or in general and educate them and teach them about different topics and different mm-hmm. things. And I think maybe this could be included in some sort of training or in situations where with teachers, we forget how much of an impact teachers I'm have. I'm and, assuming. you know, what teachers do in schools. And the amount of stories that I've heard of situations where there's been microaggressions towards black students it's like it's tiring and i think there needs to be maybe some source of conduct where teachers are educated on these situations that are going on we must pay closer attention to the way black people are treated especially black students because it can really have an impact on how we think about ourselves and our identity you know when we go into secondary school or primary school I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm a completely different person than who, when I came to secondary school, than the person that I came, when I, the person I was when I came out of I agree, school. and it's like, we had to be exposed to such an environment, such, um, such topics an early age, and I feel like I didn't get the right experience, especially in high school. I remember in high school, I would always, like, come back from school some days, just feeling depressed because I've just had this conversation, this unnecessary conversation about something i shouldn't have because somebody was you know was discriminating against me or somebody was just being disrespectful towards my country so i had you know all this it was like it's so wrong it's so it's just it's just like my right as a child was kind of like taken away from me and i'm not sure i'm not saying like like i I need to say this again because you know just to make it clear i'm not saying that like we shouldn't we shouldn't be have we shouldn't have this knowledge that's what i'm that's not what i'm trying to say but what i'm saying is the fact that it's our freedom our happiness is being taken like just our peace is being taken away from us you know it's yeah. it's wrong you know we, we just we just want to live happily we learn we want to be able to live in harmony we don't want to feel judged everywhere we go to you know at the end of the day the point of podcasts and um, news and uh um information you see on the internet is not there to scare you you know like imagine people being sad they're telling people their stories like you know all those books you tell telling people their stories do you think they're happy talking about discrimination racism you know abuse because that's what it all comes down to abuse whether it's verbal physical yeah people aren't like it's not something you should be even it's not something you're proud of saying because you know the embarrassment like that comes um with it yeah it shouldn't be something basic it shouldn't be something that we have to deal with i was even even on the news there was this one girl i don't know if you've seen it but it's been circulating around instagram and there was, I can't remember her exact name, but she was a student yes, at Cambridge. Yes, yeah. She ended up teaching. And also, but her thesis, the, the points that she got, she did amazing. She excelled so amazing. But anyway, one of the things was she was explaining a story about how when she was, I think, was it train or the tube? And how one of the members of staff at Cambridge had insulted her really badly. And she was basically racially yeah. attacked and abused verbally and how there wasn't really much done about right. it and the fact that that person was a member of staff a lecturer a professor it's unacceptable at this point and you point. see the way they see really the way is. they choose they choose to um um abuse your powers 
it's it's just it just it just goes it just goes a long way because it just it just shows how um how people are choosing people are they're freely doing these things knowing knowing well that they like the impact it has on other people you know on these students that that experience was was probably traumatizing for her you know and yeah and one of the things that was said that she even said was when she did tell him i know you work at cambridge i know you work at Tulsa college and i'm going to be reporting you what he said to her was well i know a lot of people on the board in general you think you're going to be able to do anything something along those lines the fact that he felt comfortable enough to abuse his power these this is just one story that's been brought and brought to light imagine how many stories that people have to deal with it's 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 just it's sad it is really that's why I say the stereotype of a black female and a black male, it can be very deteriorating to how a black exactly. person views them, themselves. And also it can lead to a lot of dangerous events. And it, we need to do more as a society, just in general, to educate one another. But why I feel like is I've had many conversations with students in my class, you know, who are who have who are different i said different i mean who are white and conversations and you know educating them they're saying oh wow i didn't know this da, 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 da. but why should it be our job to educate them and teach them these things schools are put in place there to make children you know be educated and to be law-abiding citizens of these world and to be leaders so why isn't this whole sector this whole topic why aren't they taught these things and they never try to make um school exp- like you know when we would usually like talk about um um black history months um history the slave history oh yeah like i remember oh my gosh that slave trade that's a good point in history i remember exactly in her year eight i was in a school i was it was me and this where it was three black people in my history class and they were playing these clips of what was going on and when the history teacher was explaining and all the white kids were just staring at me and the other two black people and i remember one time i think valerie you mentioned it to me no actually one of the boys come and say to me after the end of the lesson oh you know if it was still back in the day i would be your slave master and you would be my slave um <laughs> wait what type of comment i'm not gonna mention the person's name but it's like simple things like that what type of comments in the right mind do you think that's okay to mention to anybody is that even normal like i don't get why people normalize such things yeah it's, and it's like you know i'm i'm not gonna lie i did i love history history is one of my favorite subjects but one of the sectors that i dreaded learning about because of how it felt in the classroom was the slave trade like and every time i speak to every child they all say oh yeah i had the same experience it's just like maybe it needs to be done in a different way of how they teach it or how they talk about it or in general but it's just it's not really a comfortable experience is it it's like they say it's hard to embrace something that you Oh, sorry it's hard to embrace something that you are not engaging with like you if 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 i was being taught i would I, like when you when you're like trying to revise something or like learn something if you don't have interest in it you will never whether you no matter what you do in this world you will never be able to learn it so maybe them not making it enjoyable for us you know like learn about how it passed, you know, and how it went down, everything went down. It probably didn't help at all with us, like, you know, trying to be in that class. Because I, I remember days where I didn't even want to be in the class. I just didn't want to come to school when it came to that day. Because, um, like, you know, usually teachers would always make it, like, they would always tell you guys, oh, yeah, the next lesson we will be talking about is slavery. Like, you know, it was like a big announcement for some reason. Is that destiny? Yeah. And the thing is that why why we're talking about this just to really explain for some people who are gonna be like, why are they talking about this? Why we're talking about this is linking again with the key representation. When we learn about black history, what is the only thing we learn about Valerie? <laughs> Slavery. Slave trade. 
We don't learn Very about and we learn about Martin Luther King and then we learn about Rosa Parks. And even when they teach us about Rosa Parks, they teach us the wrong information. Talk about oh, she had a long shift at work, she was tired. That's the only reason why she got up. True. You know, so true. It's like they need to do more. Again, what I'm gonna say, follow the black curriculum on Instagram, follow them on Twitter, learn about them if you want to learn about this more of this topic. More needs to be done. I'm gonna keep on saying their name because I feel like they're what they're doing is really good in talking about the things that could be added in the black curriculum not only just talking about the slave trade because it also has a effect on children and what they grew up and how they deem themselves out and how they look at themselves when you're not taught about anything else eventually you think oh wow black people are only able to fight for civil civil rights that's really all black people were able to do they never did this they never did that they never did that And we have to remember that we, like, at some point, we're going to want to, like, have children. I, well, I, I hope I, you know, I do have children in the future. So, and I want a change to be that, you know, I want a change to be made. You know, I, I don't want to ever come, I don't want my child, my future child to ever come home and talk about, like, how uncomfortable it made them be, um, sorry, how uncomfortable they felt. And, you know, talking about such things. Yes, as a mother, I would try, like, to encourage my child to learn. But when a child is not as engaged, you cannot force a child to learn. You know, it has to be, it's it's something that has to come from them, you know. Learning is always about you. It's never about, like, you know, other people. Because they're not learning for you. You're learning for yourself, you know. So, honestly, the sooner we start to change these bad habits and out I'm gonna say bad habits because there are bad habits. There's nothing good. There's nothing nice there to embrace. You know, being mm-hmm. racist or like you know, it's or like the, the misinterpretation of all this like um of our past and slave slavery and all this stuff. You know, it's it's just so all these bad habits needs to go because we ha- we also need to learn that our generation it's it's like we're going through like an evolution you know everything is every single day so mm-hmm. a lot of things will be left in the past but there's a lot of things that cannot cannot be left in the past they've got to be taken to, to the future because the sooner you start forgetting about the past forgetting who, uh, about um who you are you know who we are exactly and who also that's it also that's the thing i want to say with the culture and when we're finding our, our identity when you only see a lot of people who I speak to, they don't really know what their history is. Yeah. Do you get that term? They don't really know what their identity is. So, and that's a problem. That's something that needs to be looked at and something that needs to be done. So we're going to try and wrap up this topic. So is there the final point you want to say on this topic, Valerie? Um, one thing I would like to really say about the slave trade is um, to everybody listening out there, to my, to the Bain people, to um, Black people um, listening, um, it's important that you don't let racism slide. There's no shape or form. I'm not saying you should fight people if they're being racist to you, but do report it. Because we need to understand that there's so much more than um, racism or discrimination about Black History Month. We need to support our queens, you know, our Black queens, our Black kings out there. We need to to support BAME, our BAME society, because they're also part of our ethnic minorities. We need to ensure that we're doing the most to, you know, um, build societies, our Bain societies because there's going to be a time where our children our relatives I don't know they're going to set up their own society and with the knowledge and because it's been proven usually um, it's been proven that um, Bain's um, children are usually the brightest in the sense that from the, the, the well the universities that they do attend and everything they usually tend to excel but they're not given the right for presentation because of where they come from right and also yeah some end up dropping out exactly because they don't have the money so we've been able to support them which means means that they not only because of the money it's also because of like imposter syndrome yeah and this 
same way to link with representation what i would say is we're going to talk about this a lot more but guys don't forget there's going to be an episode two there's going to be a part two to this because we got a lot of topics we want to be talking about yeah but definitely. what i want to say is one book that you should definitely read is taking up space and slaying your lane these books both they're both amazing and they definitely talk about this imposter syndrome and they talk about you know children in education and just in schools and in the top universities yeah true so guys remember like i said support people out there if you do see injustice being served girl make sure justice speak up you know make sure justice is served because we need to help everybody out there we need to make change needs to be made i know it's easier said than done but honestly the sooner you start acting on it the 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 sooner it's something someone's gonna make you know someone's gonna do something about it you know we're just gonna okay people to actually speak out so yeah yeah so you know one thing when you were talking one thing that i realized I said realized that I remembered what it made me think of was the song in Stormzy's album Heavy is the Head Superheroes. Ooh. I I want to say guys, I'm not going to sing the song because I don't want you know hurt your eardrums, but what I'm going to say is go listen to that song, okay? Go listen to it. If you guys don't know, I'm a big Stormzy fan. Oh yeah. You know, we're Stormzy <laughs> fans. So I'm going to go listen to his old, whole album matter of fact. Yeah. You know, go listen to his whole album. But I would say go listen to Superheroes and yeah. So now we're going to talk about the final topic. Well, it's not really the final topic because there's going to be a part two to this episode because this episode is running really long. We didn't, me and Valerie talked about <laughs> We go off on tangents, we talk about so we haven't, we, we didn't really talk as much as we usually do. So yeah. Like we guys, we go on full blown conversation. I'm talking, we talk a lot. There were so many topics that we're going to talk about. So that's why we're doing a second episode. Mm. But the final topic is black hair. Ooh. Now, I don't know about you, but I was scrolling on TikTok. No, not TikTok, on Twitter. One of the girls that I follow on Twitter, yeah, I'm not going to say her name because, you know, we've got to respect people's privacy. Yeah. But she puts on Twitter and she's like, you know, I saw on TikTok, you know, if you type up unprofessional hair on Google what comes up is black natural hair and i was like no that couldn't be true google wouldn't have done that to us no google of all things an algorithm that's supposed to give us information right information wouldn't give us that information so i go on google and what do i do i type up unprofessional hair i go into the images and why do i see a bunch of beautiful black women with beautiful hair who have afros, even straight hair. Why is it telling me this is unprofessional? In 2020. But you know what? You know what? Yeah, it's it's crazy that Google would even um, put that on the website. Yeah. Well, what? Like, that's not... What? I'm, I'm, really sh- I'm really shook. It all goes against with the thing with cultural appropriation and cultural exactly. appreciation. What's your talk with the braids? And just in general. And this is why it's such a problem. Why people talk about cultural appropriation. When we see white females, you know, doing wearing wigs and having braids. For example, like the Kardashians, when they do braids and, you know, or when people do cornrows and they call them jail braids. Or when they do normal braids. Because when black people do it, it's deemed unprofessional. Yeah. It's deemed ghetto. But when a white person does it, oh my gosh, this is revolutionary. This is a trend. So amazing. And it's like, are you not seeing what's going on? So that's why it's a difference between cultural appreciation and cultural appropriation. Because cultural appreciation, you're, realized the be- you're realizing the beauty about it and you're educated about it. But if it's a thing where you see oh, a black person doing it, oh, I'm going to do that. Well, honey, you're a cultural appropriator. And honestly, hair- hairstyles, yeah, hairstyles might be a trend, but your hair texture is not a trend. It's a very, it's something that can actually, if, if you mess around with it, it can become dangerous to you. You can suffer illnesses from illness and diseases. Yeah, you can suffer yeah. from diseases. So don't just think because we wear um, um, wigs, we wear this, they are all protected hairstyles to us. Yeah. What works for me will not work for you, whether you like it or not. Only a few things might work. But don't try to 
force yourself to fit into such things because honestly you're only doing yourself damage and at the end of the day you shouldn't really care about such trends set your own trend honestly and when i say yeah. set trend, well, one thing i'm going to say we're black culture don't you feel like black culture is kind of pop culture yes i'm, I'm throwing a work into spanner here but if you're listening to it i'm i'm sorry i'm i'm just gonna say i kind of feel like sometimes black culture is pop culture yeah. with the braids with the body types yeah. we know the bamboo earrings do rags oh speaking um, on do rags oh, speaking on do rags you know um i remember like two years ago when it first became such popular uh, it, it was so popular that people like you would see so different races starting used to use it to lay their heads and you know the thing is when when um i think i can't remember exactly how it became popular but i remember a lot of black people were you know using it you know to protect their hairstyles it just made me think mm-hmm. the fact that a black person inspired this trend but people made it in like you know other races made it into their own you know and stole these people's ideas because i feel like a lot of ideas nowadays are actually stolen without actually like trying to um i don't know trying to actually like you know um what's the word appreciate the original like the you know the content creation yeah. you know? the origin the origin exactly. from it you know what I mean? and we, we we really do nowadays we tend to neglect the origin braids are not something you just wear for trend you know they're protective hairstyles that's why they're there you know so it's 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 really sad to see that a lot of people actually um like using like braids all this like wigs durags especially dressing you know the way we dress the attires we wear yeah. people um, mistreat like they just it's all those things that they do now is so misleading because the um if someone was to wear um all this um wrap like wrappers and you know clothes and all these attires to uh, a party you might think oh okay she's you know she's making a joke out of the culture you know so like with her tires it's you know nowadays before we wear things we have to be so cautious about it whereas before we could just wear them and embrace them you know stuff like that yeah i feel like but with the thing with black hair i don't know about you but did you go through a phrase where you just didn't love your natural hair every it was like an everyday thing and it was so bad it was actually such a bad thing. Like thinking about it now, now like and you know, thinking about it now, it's just yeah. it's just it shouldn't have it should have never happened. Like now, I embrace my hair and I love yeah. my hair and I, you know I look at it and I'm like oh my gosh it's so beautiful. But I remember as a child, like when I would have my natural hair out, I would space the time where I would take out my braids so that in time nobody in school would see my natural hair and like my mom could quickly like braid oh, my yeah. hair because my mom does my. Did yeah, you ever do that, that actually happened to me. Like, think about it. Like, I remember one when you actually And it's early. like, yeah. who does that? Like, why did I adopt that sort of view that my hair wasn't good enough? Oh, no, straight long hair is the good enough stuff. And I was so hair. scared about, like, what these girls would say. Because, like, obviously, they've never seen my natural hair when actually it's my natural, not their natural hair. I see their natural every day, yeah. you know? And also, even with like when I got new hairstyles, because if you guys don't know, I one a hairstyle that I do is I sometimes get extensions into my hair, so yeah. weaves. And I used to almost have a, a panic attack when I would go into school on a Monday when I know I got my hair done during yeah. the weekend. Although I would love it, I would have a panic attack because I knew, oh my gosh, I'm going to get so many questions. People are going to chant at me, oh, fake hair. People are going to be touching my hair. And if you guys don't know me, I get clustered i get frustrated and i get like cluster claustrophobic i don't like having too much attention too much eyes on me like i kind of i kind of get like anxious feelings and i would stress out about that and now thinking about it as a child being eight years old being 10 should i really be worrying about that no i know yeah so that's what i'm saying with things all representation on tv not only just representation educating black kids too but also white kids, and for them to see that, it's not really different. Yeah. Like, now it's a norm. Now, I feel like, and now I don't get any question at all. Because, but even back then, I used to get so many questions. But why should it be my job to educate you about my why hair? Why do yeah, I need to ask why a question? Why can't you try? 
why do I need to be interrogated? Invest like what does it need to be investigated? <laughs> I like the fact you use like an investigation because sometimes you really does feel like that. Like you're being interviewed. Yeah. Like they're staring at it, holding it. Like Stop it's so my hair. weird. Please it's so do- bizarre because when you think about it, why am I being interviewed for everything I do? Like it's like every little action. Especially, you know what? When, uh, when you were talking about the hair, like you know your hair, it made me think about you know when you bring school food to school, like rice or jollof rice. Oh, <laughs> then when we look oh, at you, like yeah. you're such a stranger. Like what is there? Like what's there? Like girl, it's yeah. rude. Although I never, I actually was never able to do that. I never did that. We always, me and my mom always made us sandwiches. But in general, it should be a normal thing. Why are you, why are you staring at me like, oh, what is that? (laughs) Honestly. I was even reading Slavery Lane, right? And one of the, one of the things that was written down was that someone saw someone's plantain, right? I know that they wanted the plantain (laughs) to run. (laughs) And someone threw it in. They said, oh, I thought it, I thought it was it was two ripe bananas. What? I thought it was rotten. <laughs> oh, my God. They threw away someone's ripe plantain. Do you know how nice plantain is? You have it with some rice, you have it with some stew, plantain on the side, or even, I call it plantain, okay? It's called it plantain. It is plantain. Any Jamaicans out there, plantain, okay? It's plantain. I don't care about mountain, da 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 No, exactly. plantain. But... Uh, for us, do you call it dodo? Yes, dodo. Do do yeah. Oh, that's so cute. I yeah. Like oh, guys, you know stew and rice. You should try it, guys. You should oh my gosh. <laughs> it's the best. It's lush. But just, I just thought about that. But that made me laugh. I was like, I didn't even. Oh yam yeah. Too. Fried yam. They they threw away someone's oh yam in the bin. That is the. It just. First of all, why are you even going into that person's area where they put their food? <laughs> it's crazy because, like, you would. Why would you do that? You know what? This is what I. But oh. well, basically, guys, we went off yeah, on we a lot of tangents. This episode is gonna be so long. I have a lot to edit, but you know, I'm gonna get it out for you guys. 12 p.m. Saturday. You guys see the hard work <laughs> we put in. Okay, we've had a long day at school, but we made sure to come, show up, show up and talk and speak some knowledge for you guys you know so that is it for today's episode we're gonna have a part two because there's certain there's a bit more we want to talk about you know a bit more but i hope this opened your eyes and to see why i say representation does matter because a lot of things people don't know about and there's a lot of things like people are experiencing that they shouldn't really have to experience at the lack of somebody's knowledge So that is it for today's episode. Thank you guys for listening this far. And I hope you've really listened to this episode and you really took time to take in what we're saying and understand what we're saying and the place that it's coming from. So yeah, thank you, Valerie. Uh, well, thank you so much, Destiny, for inviting me. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm really glad I could like, you know, come on. I mean, schedules are quite busy, but you know, you gotta make it fit in so thank you guys so much i hope you guys enjoyed again um probably see you next time right yeah so don't forget to subscribe or follow the podcast depending on what platform you listen to the podcast on and also rate the podcast because it would be nice leave a review let me know what you'd like me to improve on let me know what you enjoyed about the podcast and also follow us connect on instagram twitter you can also email us connect all the information is in the description so it's pretty easy so maybe your answer can be included in the next episode for the question of the week you know because i actually enjoy having your input and interacting with you guys so please 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 follow us connect on instagram on twitter you can also email me and you show you can also give me like options of topics you would like me to talk about so yeah 